Hi, it's Tim Hagen from Progress Coaching, and welcome to another episode for the Coaching Conversations podcast. Now, we are on Stitcher, we are on iTunes, and multiple different channels. Please check us out. Now, one of the things that you'll get out of our podcast episodes is a lot of content, a lot of strategy. It's not fluff, it's not concept. Yet we really want you to engage with the content and let us know your feedback. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. If there's topics you'd love to have us address, we would love to share them with you. Let us know your impact and let us know your feedback. When you think about self-awareness, self-awareness is a person's ability to truly look in the mirror and really, really be honest with themselves. As I'm doing this podcast, I'm preparing for a workshop today, actually teaching the merits of how to coach to self-awareness. By its true definition, self-awareness is the ability to recognize and understand your own moods, emotional reactions, and drives, as well as those attributes of other people. Now, think about that just for a second. When was the last time you had an employee come into your office and say, you know what, Bob, last week, I, uh, I was pretty moody. Sorry, I was undermining and talking about your poor leadership. Now, I bet you're laughing as you hear that. It sounds crazy, right? I know I go back to this statistic a lot. And I go back to the work by Tasha Yurik. In her book, Insight, she talks about her study. In her study, she talks about uh, a survey that she did where she asked people, were they highly self-aware? 95% said yes. When she tested them, she found out only 10% were. So think about that. Think about 85% of people, 8.5 out of 10 people, are absolutely fooling themselves. So think about training. And I love the training world. How often do trainers have people who sit there and say, oh, you know, I had to attend this workshop well, this was dumb, or they're playing solitaire in the back of the room on a computer, and they're not paying attention. And I always go back to a, a fundamental statistic I've shared for now 30 years. Do you know every year the study remains pretty much the same, or the research, I should say, that roughly half of salespeople hit their numbers? But I guarantee you, you'll never hear a sales number go down and have a sales rep actually say, you know what? My numbers went down due to my poor performance. I asked too many close-ended questions. I don't active listen. I don't know how to negotiate, and I certainly cannot handle objections. What do they say? Well, the economy went south, or the marketing department didn't do its job. That's a demonstration of a lack of self-awareness. We all struggle with it. We all do. We have all demonstrated a lack of self-awareness at some point. Now, why do we lack self-awareness? Think about this for a second. Think about a person going home, talking to his or her spouse, and what do we typically do? We say, well, how was your day? Well, I had a tough day. My boss, my boss was just, oh, he was all over me, and he was just, you know, he called me into the office, and what do we do? We embellish. We emotionally interpret, and then we embellish. And when we embellish, what is our significant other, our spouse, our family member do. We don't challenge that person and say, hold on a second, he seems like a good guy, but you can kind of be a jerk. We don't do that. It's not a safe place, is it? So what happens is 
we embellish, we emotionally interpret, we give a narrative. And guess what happens with that narrative? It becomes other people's reality of that perspective. It becomes their perspective. And then what does the spouse say? Well, honey, geez, you shouldn't, maybe you shouldn't work there anymore. The spouse wasn't there. They have no clue. We are not accurate, especially when there's emotions involved. Very few of us, when we have an emotional interaction or emotional situation, an emotional circumstance, we're not accurate. We emotionally interpret and we embellish. I'll never forget the time I walked behind a woman that I was personally coaching and she did not get a job. She went for an interview and literally said these words to three people in the cafeteria. I've cited this story before. And she said, yeah, this guy just attacked me. And two or three of the other ladies said, oh, what do you mean? Oh, he was just such a jerk. He was just, he was just such a jerk. He didn't give me a chance at the job. He attacked me. And I stood behind her. The three ladies saw that I was standing behind there and kind of quickly dissipated. She turned around. She goes, oh, I didn't know you were there. I said, he attacked you? Well, yeah. I said, so what did he specifically do to attack you? Well, I just felt, I said, stop. I didn't ask how you felt. What did he do to attack you? Well, I'm trying to answer. You know, I just felt, I said, stop. I didn't ask how you felt. I am asking you to depict specifically, because it's a heck of an accusation you made. He got you in a headlock? He slapped you? He punched you? He pushed you? He yelled at you in your interview for a job? Well, no, I just felt like, you know, I was really hoping to get the job. And I said, so you're you're disappointed. She goes, I'm incredibly disappointed. I said, awesome. I appreciate how you feel. What did he do? She said, well, nothing really. And I said, do you know you just told three people he attacked you? When you hear the word attack, what goes through your mind? I hear physicality. I hear yelling. I hear screaming. I haven't heard you say that's what he did. She said, no. And I said, now guess what's going to happen? Those three people are going to tell four people. They're going to talk about that guy in very unfavorable terms. And guess what's going to happen? There's going to be 12 narratives out there, 12 different versions, 12 embellishments that are going to come back to you. Now, do you think he'll ever interview you for the next promotion? Now, to her credit, she went to the guy, she came clean, she told him she wasn't qualified for the job. She was working on a shop floor at a manufacturing plant. She went for an office job. She had no office skills. She was lucky to get an interview. That's her reality. So the toughest thing that we all go through is self-honesty. By the way, you didn't get the job because someone was more qualified. You didn't hit your numbers because you didn't perform. Your customer service metrics weren't as high as they could be because you know what? Maybe you got lazy. It's tough hearing the truth. Now, for 30-some years on and off, I coached boys volleyball. You know what our biggest pain in the butt is. It's the parents. Parents will come charging hard. They're already mad. And I once had a mother say to me, I'm really upset. And I said, what are you upset about? Well, my son's not playing. He just sits there. He never gets off the bench. And I said, well, I'd love to tell you why. She goes, well, I would love to hear it. She's angry. And I said, well, would you mind if I ask you a question first? She said, sure. I said, what's your understanding of why he's not playing? Well, I don't know. That's why I'm here. I said, do you mind if I share something else with you? She said, what's that? I said, 
He knows why he's not playing. And let me quote your son. Coach, I get it. I'm fine not playing. Now, what I would ask you to do is take a deep breath. And I want you to hear something. Your son knows. So I'm going to ask you a question. I think I know the answer. And I think you know the answer. And I calm my voice down. I slowed down. I said, is this about you or your son? She goes, yeah, um, it's just been very, really tough. And I said, is it about you or your son? And she wouldn't answer me. And I finally said, when you see him on the bench, what do you see? Well, he's jumping around. He's high-fiving guys. He's yelling. And I said, that's why your kid's on the team. He's not on the team because of ability. And if you want me to give you a laundry list of what that is, I'm fine doing that. But I don't want to degrade a kid because the value to our program and our team has nothing to do with this athletic talent. It has everything to what you just said and what you just illustrated. See, what happens is we lose control of reality. We embellish. We emotionally interpret. When we don't get a job, when we don't get the pay raise, we don't calmly say, you know what, boss? I know you're not going to pay me more money, but good for you for sticking to your guns. We don't typically do that, do we? We embellish. We emotionally interpret. We give a narrative to other people. And oh, by the way, when we don't go to the source and we tell other people, guess what happens? Oh my gosh, guess what happens? There's a version of your reality that is so non-reality, it'll drive people crazy. Self-awareness has to be practiced. The way you drive someone's self-awareness is to ask them questions. When that mom came charging hard about her kids' lack of playing time, I asked her, what's your understanding of why your son's not playing? She couldn't answer it. That diffused her argument. The second thing I said was, do you know that he knows why he's not playing? And in his words, I'm fine with it, coach. And her facial expression went from anger to bewilderment. What did she illustrate? She had never talked to her son. This was about her. And it is tough to watch your kids sit there. So we have to ask questions. We have to practice self-awareness. Insert the word honestly. John, honestly, your numbers are at 92%. What can you do to improve and what could I do to assist you? Now, a different approach would be with anger. John, why are your numbers so low? See, the way we approach, the way we coach, the language we use matters. Ask questions, practice self-awareness, and you will see a dramatic difference in your people and yourself. Thank you for listening to another episode of Coaching Conversations by Tim Hagen and Progress Coaching. Now, our company is always coming out with new and innovative solutions to help leaders coach their employees. And recently, we just created a new service called Coach to You, where leaders can pick and choose topics and assign 7 to 21-day programs for employees to learn and, more importantly, apply actions and then reflect and share what they're going to do going forward as a result of the learning. It's called Coach to You. We're literally bringing coaching to your employees. If you're intrigued, we'll have a link in each one of our episodes where you can get more information. And again, thank you so much for listening to another episode.